0: Weekday morning from nine
1: on Two FM. Major changes to the way gambling is regulated and advertised in Ireland are on the way to becoming law this year. But what are the changes, and do they go far enough? One person who has more interest than most is Owen Coyne. who's a former problem gambler, and he's chatted to Jen about these issues a few times over the last couple of years. Owen, welcome back to the show. How are you? Hi, Afrik. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Not at all. Delighted to have you today to talk about this. So we've talked to you before about how gambling laws needed an overhaul in this country and they're on the way to, to kind of being overhauled, I think. What are the standout parts of the new bill that came in at the end of 22 for you? I suppose when
0: it was first announced back at the end of October, uh, start of November, I was... Uh, I suppose pleasantly surprised, and uh, I know you were talking about being pessimistic at, at the top of the show. <laughs> yeah. Um And as time has gone on, you know, I've become a little bit more uh, pessimistic, and that goes against my my. Uh my Your nature suppose, my, my nature yeah yeah <laughs> um it, it is kind of it, it is person centered and it is uh, centered around uh people who who can fall into addiction and around child protection as well which is very important uh, i suppose some of the standouts would be the watershed ban from 5:30 a.m. to uh 9 p.m. that's uh, a ban on uh television advertising mm-hmm there is a ban on social media advertising unless you opt into it uh, things like that um, you know but I suppose for me as time has gone on I've looked at the stuff that isn't in it and you know that that's a lot more worrying and uh, you know I suppose this is we we have a blank canvas. It's it. We've been waiting fifteen years for for uh, for this regulation to come in. The last time there was any uh, legislation brought in around gambling was in nineteen fifty six, and wow, uh, it, it's 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 been on the cards for fifteen years, and now that it's come to uh, fruition, I think. Uh, it has to be it has to be right, you know,
1: so tell me, Owen, then so you, you talked about that like the, the the watershed, the advertising, stuff like that that you you were happy enough with. But tell me because you've kind of um you've alluded to it there, What were the bits that you were not impressed with?
0: I suppose um one thing is around self- exclusion. Okay. And for somebody who has a gambling problem and they want to exclude themselves from uh, a gambling operator, they can walk into say a, a bookies or they can go online and they can, um, you know, exclude themselves uh-huh. uh, through through whatever way the uh, the the operator ha- has for that. Sure. Um, so there's a national. So this legislation is bringing in a national exclusion uh, register. Okay. Uh so for say, let's say for instance I want to do ex- exclude myself from a particular bookmaker uh I can register on this um on this uh national national exclu- exclusion register mm-hmm. and I can request to be um you know excluded from let's say for instance Paddy Power. Okay. But I can't I can't uh I have to then go on the exclusion register again to um exclude myself from say boil sports and I understand what you mean or, so it's
1: it's it's an individual it, thing rather it, than exactly. you can't do a blanket exclusion for yourself. Yeah. Okay. And, and and I mean we have there there is something like that in
0: the UK where okay. there is a blanket uh, register where you can uh, exclude yourself from every single uh operator. Wow. In the UK and like all of I suppose there's 76 betting operators in Ireland 46 of them are signed up to this um a blanket uh, exclusion uh, register in the UK, and the ones that are on it are like the vast majority of gambling operators sure. in Ireland. It would probably cover, I would say, ninety-five to ninety percent of the operators in Ireland. So the, that side of it is disappointing okay. uh, for me.
1: Why? Why do you think that is? Why? Why do you think we didn't you didn't go for the blanket exclusion thing? Is there was there a reason?
0: Um, I don't. Know, I suppose the cynic in me would say that it's possible that, you know, the gambling, the gambling uh, company would have a strong lobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's that been, that's been cynical. But I suppose if I was to be, um, I suppose, fair, mm-hmm. it's possible that, you know, the people who are making the decisions around the table aren't speaking to say the likes of me or charities that are involved in um, helping people with, with, pro- with problem gambling.
1: Okay. Right.
0: Addiction, you know. Of I think course. those people need to be brought around the table, and um, you know, those the ideas or the thoughts that uh, people like me would have around um, some of these protections uh, need to be listened to.
1: Okay, you've you've said before gambling harm should be a public public health issue. Why do you th- why do you think that that's the case?
0: Well, I suppose if. Just to give the example of, I suppose, alcohol or tobacco was definitely taken on, mm. has taken on the realm of public health over the last what 20 years since the since the smoking ban, we'll say, mm. and like in the last 20 years, there's been a reduction in the amount of young people who are using tobacco products, who are who are using alcohol, mm-hmm. and like it's it's shown to have like a positive effect. Um gambling, I suppose, isn't a substance you know it's more of a behavioral addiction, yeah, and like I suppose behavioral addictions aren't traditionally seen as you know being um i suppose not for the want of a better word important,
1: sure, I know what you, I know what you're saying that it does not the yeah. Im- immediate maybe isn't as yes. as it's, obvious.
0: Exactly, there. It's a, it's a silent addiction, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I I, I I suppose I'd liken it to say something like an eating disorder. It's very hard for to pick up on somebody who has a gambling addiction. It's yeah. very easily hidden. Yes. And um, you know, like from my own experience, you know, I could after losing my week's wages and I'd walk out of the bookies and I'd put a smile on my face sure. if I met a or I met a family member and I could just turn it on. Yeah, of course. And pretend that everything is fine, you know, whereas, say if you're after, I don't know, 10 pints and... It's, Much it's, harder to it, hide it. Yeah, of 10 pints, then, you know, the telltale signs are going to be written all over your face.
1: Can I ask you, Owen, so these, the you, you mentioned the things that you weren't necessarily completely um, overwhelmed with or impressed by. This hasn't been made law yet. It's on its way to being made law. So are you hoping that, that maybe some of these will be strengthened in the meantime?
0: I would hope so. Um, mm. I'm not holding my breath, Afrik. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, I, w- I would really hope that, um, you know, Anne-Marie Caulfield is the, the new CEO uh, the new of uh, the new... Gambling uh, regulator that's been set up. Mm -hmm. I would hope that she talked to the likes of External Problem Gambling, their charity based here in Ireland who are doing uh, savage work Mm. um, around, you know, just, I suppose, advocating for um, people who are in addiction or people who are susceptible to falling into addiction. And get those people around the table, listen to what they have to say, you know. um they're saying it from a place of concern for um you know the general the general population mm. um you know they, they Barry Grant is, is is the CEO of Problem Gambling Ireland or it's called External Problem Gambling now mm. and like he spoke about affordability checks um you know, are like a source of wealth check that's been completely left out of this gambling regulation. So, like, you know, people who fall into addiction may end up using the proceeds of crime or sure. fraud to um to gamble. And, like, that has an effect not just on the gambler, but on, say, the victim of, of, of that crime or whatever like that, you know. So, like, it's it's a lot broader than just talking about yeah. the gambling. Or the person that falls into it, because you know there can be a lack of, say, empathy towards somebody who who loses Mm. their week's wages because of, as I said, being a behavioural addiction. Yeah. Somebody's, why can't you just stop? Yeah. No, you you have to you have to think about the affected others as well.
1: Can I ask you about the? So you mentioned the watershed. So it's 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 five thirty a.m. to nine p.m. advertising watershed on on TV, and a social media ban on advertising unless you opt in. Um, How will those changes in advertising help? How are you hoping to see that they'll help?
0: Well, I'd hope for, say, younger people that they're not as, um, you know, I suppose, they're not as targeted by by gambling. Like, you know, you turn on a soccer match now and Mm -hmm. there's a whistle to whistle ban on, say, gambling products. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: If you watch a Premier League match. But that's that's based around adver- like say adverts, the traditional adverts that you have sure. uh, during the ad break. But like you watch the match then and every player has uh, some sort of a betting company yes. sprawled across their jersey. Yeah. It's on the advertising hoardings going ac- around the pitch. So you'll you'll see hundreds of um, mentions of, of, of uh, betting operators throughout the match. And for me, you know, it's it's a bit... It's a bit of lip service, um, but I would think that you know any any um, any step in the right direction towards limiting the amount of advertising around gambling is a help. I know that uh, they just something that I spotted on the gambling bill that that's coming in here in Ireland mm-hmm. is for say a sports club that has any juvenile member that they're not allowed um, have any association with a, with a gambling um, company
1: That feels like a step uh, in the right direction doesn't it?
0: Absolutely, yeah. You know there are there are some League of Ireland teams at the moment who are sponsored by gambling operators. Yeah, I know that they have a youth sections there, so that should, um, you know, I suppose
1: have to be revisited at some stage. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I Honestly, ask you about, yeah. um, because you you've lived life as a problem gambler, do you think this, that any any of these changes might affect people who are already in addiction? Do they have any, they have any um, positive impact on people who are already in addiction rather than preventative if you know what I mean
0: I suppose there is a provision for a social impact fund you okay. know and um, we would hope or I would hope and I suppose other people who advocate um, for for harm reduction around gambling would hope that that would be you know sufficient in providing funds for say treatment yeah. um, for people who are in addiction and I suppose the more it's talked about the better you know it it. it mm. I suppose it destigmatizes um gambling you know the, it, it affects so many people but so few people talk about it because yeah. it is very stigmatized and um you know the the social impact fund again it's down to the discretion of the minister in charge as to how much is allocated from right. from um, from that uh, the money is, is is taken from the industry Mm-hmm. So I mean that needs to be kind of tightened up, and it needs to be clear as to what's coming from that social impact fund. But if it's used right, if it's used correctly, um, you know, get in and educate people in schools. Mm. You know, speak to transition your students about the harms of gambling. Yeah. Right. Um, Do you think that and,
1: in 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 the in the way that you know, if, I suppose if, if sunlight's the best disinfectant, is the, you know that that sort of saying, but like. You, you say, you mentioned the stigma there and the kind of the the silent element of the of of gambling addiction. Do you think that even the fact that these are that these are being talked about and that there are moves to at least does that destigmatize it a little bit and and allow people to maybe have conversations that they wouldn't have had before about problem gambling?
0: Yeah, I think it does. I think like if I think back to when I stopped gambling, that yeah. was coming on nine years ago now, Mm -hmm. there were very few people, I think maybe one or two people uh, in in Ireland would have publicly said that they had a gambling addiction and they were, you know, um, I suppose high profile sports people. Mm. But nowadays, I think there are more people talking about um, their their struggles with gambling. Yeah. you know, social media influencers. I know, like you know, Trisha's transformations came out and yes. spoke about her her story online recently. That's right. And yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. You know, and 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 you know, like you think of gamblers as being, you know, um, a guy book in the bookies. You know, a, a man in, in 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 I suppose in their thirties down the bookies. Yeah, you know, the typical type of person who of you would course. associate with gambling, but you know, for for females to to hear somebody talk about it, you know, spending time in a casino, all that kind of stuff. It definitely, I suppose, broadens people's awareness of, um, and perception, gambling. yeah, absolutely, exactly. Can, absolutely. You know, so that's that's really positive, and and fair play to Tricia.
1: That's brilliant. Can I ask you as well, Owen? Because we we mentioned it at the very start there about the the thing that you maybe weren't completely bowled over by the National Gambling Exclusion Register, which you which in the UK, if you exclude yourself from. One gam, one you know, bookies or or online gambling, that y- you can exclude yourself from all of them. But that's not the case here. Do you know about the powers of the National Gambling Exclusion Register and like how it will work?
0: There's very, I, I very little information yeah. on it, really. Yeah, uh, just, just it's basically, as far as I know. You have to have an online account okay. to like, re- you have to have an online account with a, with an operator to get onto this register, mm. which is like definitely self-defeating because I mean, if I'm um, gambling in the local bookies and, um, you know, I don't have, you know, I, w- I want to exclude myself, but if I go onto this like gambling register, I can't be helped because I don't have, um, you know, if, if I don't have a... Um,
1: an online
0: account, and I'd wow. have to register an online account, and I suppose registering an online account can, uh, you know, have yeah. have a temptation around um, having a bet on it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So because all um, the, the
1: information that you have to provide, of course, like you do have to provide a lot of information if you want to set up an online an online account. That seems counterproductive. All right. Um Absolutely. Can I ask you, Owen? Just before we finish, the I mean, yes, obviously from and someone who has a lived lived experience of problem gambling as you do there are things that that need to be improved and strengthened and tightened and all that kind of stuff as well it does seem like a step in the right direction though so what would you like to see happen next what are the next steps that need to happen
0: um i suppose definitely just tightening up this legislation Mm -hmm. and, you know, getting it robust, getting people around the table who know what they're talking about, who have, say, lived experience or um, experts in the field, like, you know, Professor Rondo Garris, or sorry, Professor... O'Gara, his first name escapes me. That's okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Colin O'Gara. Oh, yes, uh, very good. He about, yeah, he talks about it um, publicly. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of knowledge around in the area. Yeah. Getting those people around the table, listen to what they have to say. Having it, um, I suppose, person-centered. And, yeah. you know, it's it's all about protecting uh, young people
1: mm.
0: who are, you know, definitely targeted by gambling a lot more than they were 20 years ago. For sure. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I would say educating people, getting um you know getting say yeah. the likes of myself or, or charities into schools yeah. where they can, you know, explain the harms around gambling, mm-hmm. the lived experience of it, you know, what to look out for, how to how to avoid getting sucked into it and um, well, how are you oh, going
1: to how are you going to know really if you don't talk to the people who it's happened to?
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 That is.
1: it. Owen, you're I really appreciate you coming on and chatting to us again. Um best of luck with everything and a very happy new year to you and we no doubt will will chat to you again Owen. Thanks a million. Thanks Africa. Thank Cheers. you. And what to let us know what you think as well whether the new gambling laws will help people from getting addicted, will keep people from getting addicted, I should say. Love to hear your thoughts on that. 51552 is the number and the WhatsApp is always 71879200. <laughs> Jennifer Zaffarelli.
0: Weekday morning from 9
1: on 2FM.